You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we're going to talk about jack elliott rambling jack elliott mm. jack takes the floor in the room i have rob adam ben grady and john hey. yeah. <laughs> all right jack takes the floor is an album by american folk musician rambling jack elliott released in 1958 on the uk record label topic produced by bill leader the genre is folk as a young man, Jack Elliott learned his traditional flat-picking American folk from Woody Guthrie. Jack Takes a Floor is a collection with unique blend of traditional songs, humor, and sorrowful ballads that would largely inspire American folk troubadour, troubadours such as Bob Dylan. What did we think of Jack Elliott, Jack Takes the Floor? I think that a uh, large contingent of oogles oh, would dude. just fucking get... Down on this I wrote shit. Down. Oh, you wrote down Proto Oogle. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's the he's the he's the Oogle hipster. Can we explain? Oogle? And so yeah, for the squares in the room, myself included, no, not I knowing what, what that term is. It's just a it's, a it's a funnier mouth sound yeah. that that a, means crust punk and trustafarian. Well, yeah, trustafarian trust, trust train person, train kids, dirty travelers, dirty, dirty street yeah. brats. So but, originally called troubadours. Yeah, a kid Correct. that tur- a kid that turned a, a black shirt brown somehow just by wearing it for right. long enough. It's now a brown shirt. <laughs> yeah, I I really as this album wore on, I really warmed up to it. Uh-huh. Uh, at first, uh, like I uh, like the first song. You know, he talks a bit uh, before he starts playing, which kind of sets the scene that it, you know it's just, just going to be like a casual like yeah. storytellers type of thing. I wasn't that into the second song, uh, and then he, after that he follows it up with two songs about bugs. He follows it up with like Bull Weevil and then Bed Bug Blues. By Bed Bug Blues, I was then wondering, is this some kind of proto oogle? Like, two songs about bugs Bed in a Bug row. Blues, man. Bed Bugs Blues, <laughs> so good. Yeah, and, yeah, Bow Weevil. It's like, definitely yeah. coming from that Woody Guthrie uh, world. And I, I yeah. believe they were acquaintances. They were, uh, but. I mean, yeah, it's I, that picking up the you know folk sounds yeah, and I translating he, it. He into really kind of took took on what Woody Guthrie was doing at the time and everything. So he he was I feel like he was the the, the bridge between the Woody Guthrie and the Bob Dylan mm-hmm. uh, sort of generation. Mm. He fit right in there. He still had the troubadour style where he was traveling. 
um, in in doing those old traditional songs, humor mm-hmm. humor songs. There's too. That, that free form narrative element where the right. the lyrics completely work on a different plane than the than the music. Especially and, like like East Texas talking blues. Yeah, 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 yeah you know? absolutely. And he even mentions that he, he says, uh, you know, you go to you go to East Texas and like as long as there's like a pot of coffee, he goes, that, that song will go on for as long as you can stand it. Yeah, you know, people get, people get that riff going and then they just start talking, you know. He, he certainly earns the 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 the, the, the rambling, <laughs> yes, but not in a pejorative sense. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm engaged and sort of raptured with the entire ex- experience the whatever storytelling that he's doing I, it's it's so compelling to me uh, and he's got charisma i mean that's like mm-hmm. if you if you want to be able to just talk your way through a song you better have charisma and yeah. he's got it yeah <laughs> his, like, his D charisma yeah he's got an 18 are, are off the charts he rolled yeah. a natural 18 and, and and i just found out um going into this that this was recorded in London so yeah. I'd always thought that this was like some like natural field recording in some dingy locale for whatever reason I definitely didn't think that <laughs> like when I heard it I was like cool act <laughs> but, well, and that's, but it, like I liked it that's what I like about it naive that. here I like the record actually quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think but they surprised. play it up. Yeah. But I mean, well, Bob Dylan played it up. Oh like, sure, yeah. You know, it's like I'm just saying. It's you like, mean Robert Zimmerman? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Well, this guy's name is Elliot Charles Adnapole. I'm just saying, like, you know, I, I felt like he was assuming a character, and I, but I thought he did a good job of charismatically assuming. Well, here's all the things about the the character he's playing. Like Rob said, he's the proto Oogle. <clears throat> so. You hear these things and Oogle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, and yeah, the exactly right. <laughs> so uh, you hear him, and and a lot of the I, that, the hardest thing that I had with a lot of these songs is they seem like um, minstrel, like he's really pushing some of the mimicry. Um, but then when I looked at his his biography, you know, yes, he was the son of a Jewish doctor in New York. Uh, but when he was 15, he did that shit that we all say we're going to do when we're kids, which is, I'm going to run and fucking join the circus. Well, yeah. he ran and joined the goddamn circus. A rodeo, actually. How and old was he? 15. He was 15 when he left to join a rodeo, the only rodeo east of the Mississippi, and learned how to play guitar from, like, a rodeo clown or Wait, something. There's a rodeo east of the Mississippi? The only one, and he joined it. <laughs> <laughs> So it wasn't necessarily the best rodeo, but still, what rodeo is available to a 15-year-old Jewish boy from Brooklyn in the 1950s? You take what you can get. I saw the rodeo at Madison Square Garden, and that's the rodeo I joined. Hey, it counts. They had a horse. Right, exactly. Yeah, There was a clown in a barrel, and he taught me to play guitar real good. Then we went out for bagels. Yeah. And the, the locks was too bagels. salty. Yeah. <laughs> Standing down New York town one day Standing down in New York town one day Standing down in New York town one day Singing hey, 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 hey I was broke, didn't have a dime I was broke, did not have 
did not have a dime. Hey. Uh, that's a good question. He looks pretty young in the pictures. Yeah. He looks like he's in his early twenties. Yeah, good question. Sure. Uh, I'll look that up. Yeah. So you have all these things you hate about the affectation, but some of it's real. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it you know like uh, it, roots are his roots, but he living the life for he was living the life for a while, and I, I didn't get that same. Uh, like African American appropriation feeling as as you did. I, I I now I now that you say it, I hear it, but it it I wasn't hearing it as much. Like I was definitely hearing like uh like Appalachian. This has a bit of a, this song, for example. Yeah, the, yeah. They're, mm. This one, the Bedbug Blues, the Bull Weevil, they're all sort of in his oh yeah natural like it, cultural register. I mean, it and I'm sounds not saying like front porch shotgun house blues, right? And I'm know? not saying that you can't go outside of yourself, like. Exactly. If he's a 15-year-old Jewish boy, son of a surgeon, who wants to do this, good for him. Go get it, you know? But when you start to do some cultural appropriation and screaming laude laude on a few of these, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to hear it and not cringe a little. Yeah. You know? But is that with time on your side? Probably, like, yeah. You know, just uh, being able to look back at this and be like, Ugh. Right, like looking at 80s Eddie Murphy. Like, Ugh. Oh, <laughs> I tried, uh, I watched, I thought those like delirious and raw were like the funniest things oh, in the world stuff, in like 1997. And I rewatched one like a few years ago. I was like, damn. It's kind of hateful. <laughs> so, so musically, you're right. Like maybe I'm, maybe I'm off point saying at the time, you know, this isn't this isn't so bad. Like right now, this song is fine, but there's there's a few on here. I can't remember which ones they are exactly that are pretty rough. It was good enough for uh, Woody Guthrie. Like Woody Guthrie mm-hmm. even showing up on this and like mm-hmm, recording yeah. a song was kind of like, uh, oh shit, this kid like you know actually has he's got the backing well, of like a fucking honestly. Like, giant. All music is informed from other previous performers and writers, but it's and sometimes you pick up an influence from somebody that has a different background than you. And, and maybe I'm not hearing something here that I'm that I'm missing as completely derivative and and just mimicking something. But I, I found this just on my first listen. I, I had literally never listened to this to to Jack Elliott before this, and I found it to be compelling. I found it to be engaging. I found it to be interesting. He had this. I mean, again, this charisma. He had. Th- that thing, whatever it was, whether it was marketable or not, he's got it. Well, yeah, yeah, but <laughs> but, but, but even gish. even beyond some like you know some marketable you know thing, it was a it, it seemed genuine. Well, that's what I was trying to get at, is that I think it's as long as it works for you. I mean, that's not everybody's gonna like all music. You know, we, this is one of those contentious things that people disagree. We t- we disagree, but. If it works for you as the listener, usually, like, people forgive things that they don't like because the things they like in a song or the, about a performer uh, outweigh that. And especially when you're doing something like this where, like, you know, if you really want to dig in, like, who is this guy? Is he, is he the real deal? I think that's, like, rockier terrain than just listening to it and saying, do I like it? I think, you know, I remember uh, 
I remember early on with Pitchfork, they were constantly, their writers were constantly obsessed with uh, like, oh, is this authentic? Is this real? Posers. And they, and they would get so into this idea of like breaking down like the roots of, uh, like I remember there's a but, Will, Will Whitmore record where like, I checked up on him to see if he was the real deal. It's like, stop it. But I think that's the that's a big tangent. mistake with, with uh, uh, viewing music. It's like, do you like it? Does this work for you? I, I really like it. Is it compelling? I like the song. I like the song a lot. So, Grey Goose. Hey, what? Any any race or creed can say Lord. Yes, can say Lord, but so once the R starts to form a bit of a W, you bristle a little. It's 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 the reverse of the hard R for me. <laughs> the weird part really? is that it doesn't sound like his voice in other songs. Right, I think he's, that's what it is. He's, he's, he's doing he's an affectation. He's putting on an affectation. But yeah. if you are, I mean, okay, I love traditional like georgia south sea island singers like some of the solid gospels but when someone who's not of that group or that culture takes a song and does it in the affectation is it a homage or is it that's a minstrel that is a nebulous that's then it's a nebulous territory. Right, and it's tough. It's 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 hard to, to say one way or the other. It's only just, this song, though, right? That he there has might a be a second one on there. Like, I mean, people are still doing this, though. It's like, was it uh, Nicki Minaj? Or no, who is it? There's somebody recently... Uh, somebody recently is, like, constantly... People are... Uh, she's, like, a pop singer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember who it is. Like, it's one of those people, like, Ariana Grande or something, mm-hmm. where, like... There are people are down her throat because they're saying she's like affecting. Well, I- Iggy Azalea. Iggy Azalea. That's what I'm trying yeah, to. Iggy Azalea is Australian, and that's she's affected a bit of like a a Georgia mm-hmm. uh, English accent for her rapping. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't. I'm know just the saying answer. like this. Yeah. Is, there's there's still people doing exactly what you're talking about, and some people cringe at it, and a lot of people don't even notice. Right. You know. Well, what is the where is the cringe coming from? What, why why is that so cringeworthy? Why is that a problem? I mean, well, I think for me, it's that it's the idea of like in the history of music, there's been so much money made off of the work of specifically African Americans, and uh, they've been manipulated and robbed of their royalties and their performance credits, and uh, and left out of the history to some extent. And so I think that when you hear somebody brazenly borrowing something that comes with their cultural upbringing uh it's offensive to to make money off of that and like and you know when you see somebody who's like selling you know a million downloads or whatever you know and making a lot of money putting 10,000 people in an arena doing that something makes me go yeah <laughs> like it, something makes me feel weird I don't but, think Rambling Jack was making much money off of... I'm not saying that. <laughs> was, no, and, and I, that was more of a, a devil's advocate question, and, and it's it, what, what you said is certainly valid. It was one Sunday morning, Lord, 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 the preacher went a hunting, Lord, 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 will he carry along a shotgun, Lord, 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 long come a brigade, Lord, 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 the gun went off blue. Lord, 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 it's six weeks of falling. Lord, 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 they were six weeks of hauling. Lord, 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 in my wife and your wife. Lord, 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 they had it for the picking. Lord, Lord, Lord. This is the 
first folk album we've heard, right? No. No? What was the first folk one? Bluvin Brothers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Good call. Yeah. So when you're talking about folk music, is it... But is it they, they seem, archival? They seem Leuven Brothers were more straight up like Appalachian yep. and Irish influence, Blue, sort of yeah. folk influenced. Mm-hmm. This one brings in a lot more different types of. Yeah, he's all well, over. He's, 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 he's all over this. Yeah, totally. Yeah. He's been everywhere, man. <clears throat> Wherever the train tracks go. The yodel at four minutes and fourteen seconds is my favorite part of this whole record. <laughs> I, that I that four fourteen yodel. <laughs> Well, so, it goes from 4.14 to about 4.35. Ooh, he's solid yodel. Oh, nice train whistle. Yeah, just a single note. Yeah. It's awesome. So, just so you know, he was 26, or, yeah, 26 when this album came out. Mm-hmm. He would uh, be called the father of one. Bob Dylan, because when he was in New York, he would refer to uh, Bob D- Dylan songs that he would sing. He would say, this is by my son, Bob Dylan. <laughs> 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 he followed it up with... I fucked Bob Dylan's mom. <laughs> nice. Wrote this song while I was <laughs> for Mrs. Zimmerman. I'm just picturing that. I love you, Mrs. Z. <laughs> I'm just... There, there has always been call, call it appropriation of other music styles. Yeah, people take other people's styles. Yeah, I think this oh, is... And, I mean, I well, think and, and, everybody's got their radar, and it's just well, like sure, some it, people don't get offended and, by anything, well, and some well, people and cringe. It's, it's hard, impossible, unless we just delve into all of the history books to ascribe motive to a lot of these things. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I, I honestly, I don't know where Jack Elliott came from and what his personal politics were in, in doing any of this, whether he was just sure. ready to make a buck or whether he was... It sounds like he was... I think he really wanted to be... He was, he was living, living, to well, make an identity. No, no, no. I mean, this was speaking in generalities, but he he seemed, from the little I know, to actually be sort of living this life. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and I think he, some... he, he took on the persona of a troubadour, and he's still, I mean, kind of living that, that life. He's, he's still alive. Yeah, yeah. And so... Whatever you might think is sometimes you you become what you you seek out to become. Maybe de, whatever your background is, he he wanted this troubadour life. He sought it out. Even when Bob Dylan was you know getting very famous, he was still still on the road doing doing his Ramblin' Jack thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, like, his calling wasn't fame and fortune. His calling was like adventure and song, and yeah. he's been doing it for sixty years. Right, and. Just because he had some success following his dreams, does not. End. I think he, we're more talking about like a bigger picture, though. Here, not just him. You know, it's like I I don't doubt for a second that this guy is like to me. It, it sounds like he's a guy who didn't want to be the son of a doctor, and he just felt like he was somebody totally different. I'm not going to fault him. For, made for that a, person. A, a long, you know, an affluent upbringing, and that right, right, mean exactly. That he cannot. He made some good music. He cannot take this sort of thing on personally and make it something, you know, for, for his own. You know, the whole tradition of the troubadour. Yeah. Ultimately, yes. You know, you're, you're going to places, you're well, living the life. You're picking up songs you're, you're and picking fucking singing them. And you sing them. Yeah, and yeah you, you pick up songs, you go to the next train stop, you share those songs, you pick up a few more. The culture of that's, that that's, sort of music that was and his that goal. sort of lifestyle is exactly what we are hearing here. So the fact that he has picked up some some songs and some influences from his travel 
And some beans. And some beans. Some cans of beans. (laughs) And a few knife wounds. (laughs) A bindle. Or two. You know, it it means you're doing a good job! (laughs) Nah, I fucking loved it. Yeah. Um, I I wrote down Proto Dylan, question mark, and I wrote down, I like Roger Miller. And then I wrote down, just taking this on a USA tour. uh, Because he kept... Like he he name checked like three things like in the first few songs like oh he's it been, makes more he's sense been all over now you know? that we know he's well, singing to some limey Brits like that sort of now San Francisco is a town in California <laughs> yeah. well, that free form narrative structure mm-hmm. but that sort of precedes like even like a Towns Van Zandt or a John Prine even yeah I, I would see very very Towns Van Zandt inspired yeah. Bob Dylan inspired mm-hmm. so uh, nah, even John it. John Denver mm-hmm. and, and and some of those. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I struggled with this because I, I, I want to recommend it, but it's one of those those things where I'm, I'm just I'm I'm kind of split. I'm split on this one. I I, I like song Jack Elliott. No, just the album. Album in general, recommending or not recommending. There there are better albums. I mean, I would I would argue like a Woody Guthrie album or. Um, but at the time, you know, we're going from here forward. So, but I would recommend something like Towns Van Zandt or Bob Dylan over but, Jack Elliott. But we're not there yet. Exactly, exactly. But we can still talk about it. We can talk about those things. It's really good. It's it's that bridge, though. So it's... I feel like it's not quite the de- fully developed sort of folk artist. It just goes back to the but fact it's, that it's very rooty and it's yeah. very raw. But I think I think in, that, in nice. that aspect of it is what gives it a lot of its character and it's true. its charm is that it, it, it feels off the cuff. You know, where do we put this album? Is this something that should be in the thousand and one? I think that it has value as a is a building block. It says, okay, well, where did these later folk artists come from? It came from Ramblin' Jack. Yeah. Understand that when, so when, it's I, cyclic. when I'm talking about an album, I am I am definitely considering, I'm not just thinking about it in modern terms. I'm yeah, thinking yeah. about it when it came oh, out. Sure. Um, um, and I am thinking about it, you know, the impact of, of that album. Did this album have a, a big impact? People seem to think so. Everyone from the Stones to Bob Dylan yeah, and everything, but, but also, I would argue that w- the Woody Guthrie, uh, in, in stamp of approval, in, in that's, that's preceding other blues artists are are, are a little more um, engaging to me personally. My takeaway from this record is Jack Elliott is the guy that I want sitting next to me at a campfire. Mm-hmm. Like he seemed like he's got all the songs. He's got all the stories. Out none, in the woods. none of it felt disingenuous. You're out in the woods, Agreed. the campfire, you don't have a phone, you don't have a TV. You want us to be sitting next to a guy like Jack He Elliott. seems like a ham and an entertainer. Well, yeah, just the the, the, ram, like the, the, the the titular ramblings of him in the album, the, the arrhythmic sort of narrative, the, the storytelling, um, just was entirely engaging. Well, then we liked it. Yeah. 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 If it was the 501 uh, records that you would have to listen to, I'd probably cut it. But 1001, yeah. 500.5. Yeah. Good deal. Uh, anything else we want to say about Jack Elliott before I we play Salty that, Dog? Yeah, that's all I want to say is I okay. want to hear Salty Dog. Salty Dog us out. Next episode, we're going to be talking about Sarah Vaughn. Oh. Live at Mr. Kelly's. Well, that'll be interesting. 
here someday. Down in the wild woods, sitting on a log, finger on the trigger, and I on the hog, honey, let me be your solid dog. Solid dog, solid dog, I don't want to be your man at all, honey, let me be your solid dog.